Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Dustin Hawkinsmith from Penn Live here with your Tuesday Blue White Breakdown, taking one final look back at Penn State's 35-31 win over Purdue. Focusing right now on just a few takeaways on the offensive side of the ball. And I think first and foremost to say that this Penn State offense didn't show everything it needed to and still scored 35 points on the road in a not-so-easy environment um, at Purdue probably is a good thing. James Franklin mentioned after the game that it was a bit all or nothing. Either they were punting it away, which they did eight times, or they were scoring a touchdown. There wasn't a whole lot of in-between. So there's definitely room to build and grow, and there's definitely some things to gripe about. But at the same time, 35 points is 35 points. And I think probably a pretty good step in the right direction uh, for Penn State. One of the things that that really was funny throughout the game was just uh, two guys in particular not being high on a lot of Penn State fans' list. Sean Clifford, especially after that pick six he threw late that required the game-winning drive that was so masterful um, late in this game. Uh, A lot of people saw Drew Aller, who we'll touch on in just a moment, and really were getting... Uh, impatient with Sean Clifford, the six-year veteran, fourth-year starter, thinking that he should have been better. And there were definitely stretches in this game where he should have been. So some gripes there. Kevon Lee was another guy. When you see both the two uh, true freshman running backs, Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, wondering how much more run Kevon Lee deserves. So it was fitting, I think, that both of these guys connected to cap that game-winning drive. Two players that drew some complaints, um, connected on a really well-executed and well-run play, uh, a little pitch and catch uh, to get into the end zone. Uh, When it comes to Sean Clifford, there were definitely some ugly moments, none uglier than the pick six where he just airmailed his receiver. Really bad throw. Um, You know, something that a a six-year quarterback probably shouldn't do in that situation or any situation, really. Uh, James Franklin said that Sean Clifford was cramping a bit in the second half. That might have been true. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, 20 out of 37 for 282 yards. He was responsible for five touchdowns, including one run. That one interception there was a tough one. Looked a lot like the player that Penn State fans have come to know and maybe not love so much. And I think that's something to really watch as we go forward here is how much growth is Sean Clifford capable of displaying? You know, I think nobody will ever doubt his guts. You know, the timeliness of that winning drive certainly is a good thing and required Sean Clifford to dig deep, come back from a mistake, come back from the little injury issues. But 
one thing that's been common throughout his tenure as Penn State starting quarterback have been injury issues and those inconsistencies and mistakes that I think um, a lot of Penn State fans were hoping were in his in his past. So a mixed bag, you know, in in a, a very real sense. Uh, you love the game-winning drive. The final stat line's pretty good. The completion percentage kind of showed. Um, there were some drops for sure, but there were also some poorly thrown balls along the way. So I'm not sure if we've seen a ton of growth from Sean Clifford, but at the same time, it is week one. He did engineer that drive. He did come back from the issues that that plagued him. Maybe it's something for him to build on. I think just, there's just a lot of Penn State fans, especially seeing Drew Aller, who aren't all that confident after this first performance that there's a lot of room left for Sean Clifford to grow. Uh, along those lines, Drew Aller did make an appearance, a surprise appearance on the first drive of the second half. Sean Clifford ran from the sidelines to the locker room. That's what James Franklin said was cramping. Um, and he got one drive. He was two out of four uh, passing. He had one beautifully thrown pass to Tyler Warren that was dropped kind of over one Purdue defender right in front of another showed that arm talent that made Drew Aller a five-star quarterback in the 2022 class. He also showed an ability to navigate the pocket, you know, that a true freshman probably shouldn't have yet. So you saw, I know just one drive, you saw the makings of of a player who um, the situation wasn't too big for him and he showed the arm talent. He showed some real instinctive movement within the pocket as a passer, even on one where he threw behind his wide receiver where it looked like he might have been able to run for it. Those are situations that maybe only game experience can fix. So I think to call that an optimistic performance would probably be an understatement. Uh, Again, taken with a little bit of a grain of salt because it was just one appearance, four passes, uh, and then he exited the game. But he was ready for it, and I think he showed all the things that James Franklin must have seen behind the scenes to name him the second quarterback in the first place, and he showed intangible stuff to go with all the tangibles we knew he had. So a bright, bright future. James Franklin said he hoped this weekend against Ohio that he would be able to get him in the game again. Maybe a clear effort here to get Drew Aller as much game experience as he possibly can uh, at the uh, sacrifice of his redshirt season. We'll see. That's one game he can play four without burning that redshirt. It looks like the early signs are pointing to they don't care about the redshirt. Drew Aller might be the kind of player and the kind of talent who isn't going to play four or five years at, at Penn State anyway. So something to keep an eye on as we go forward. How much time does Drew Aller get, especially in these games like the one this weekend where you would expect Penn State to win big? Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. One other thing we'll touch on quick, um, outside of the the wide receivers are, um, as advertised, I think Mitchell Tinsley tough, uh, made a really good run after catch. Parker Washington wasn't used all that much. There's a variety of guys. Keandre Lambert-Smith made a couple 
mistakes, couple drops early in this game. He comes up big on, on a slant that he takes to the end zone. That's something he, that he can do. So I think bottom line with those guys, target depth is there. Penn State has playmakers. They've got weapons around Sean Clifford. And they showed that without Theo Johnson, who had an unknown injury in this game. I just want to touch on the offensive line and the running game. Two areas where uh, Penn State really struggled last season, where they may had to make some changes this year. I don't think the offensive line scored crazy high marks in this one. Um, one player that really stood out, didn't give up any pressures, according to Pro Football Focus, was left tackle Olu Fashanu. That's a second really good game for him going back to the Outback Bowl last year. Early signs for him point to a very good left tackle. On the other side at tackle, Caden Wallace um, gave way to Bryce Efner late. He had some things um, not go his way in pass protection, which is kind of a running theme here. Uh, so it, it begs the question, how much are we going to see Bryce Efner rotate in? Can Caden Wallace make some improvement in pass protection? It was an area where he struggled last year as well. And then as it pertains to the running game, three guys um, were really involved heavily. Kevon Lee had 11 touches. Uh, Katron Allen had 10 and Nick Singleton had 10. They made a purposeful effort to rotate those guys. Looked like they followed a script when it comes to how many series and when guys would come on, when guys would go off. How they work that rotation going forward is something to, to, that's worth watching. But I don't think we saw anything in this game that separated anybody from the pack. No big plays on the ground. Kevon Lee had the only one that was 10-plus yards. Katron Allen and Nick Singleton both had nine-yard runs. So I would expect more of the same against Ohio just because nobody separated. I think you go with this rotation until you see, start to see some clear separation from one back to the next. I think it's good in the in the long run that both those freshmen got real life playing time, got a fair amount of work on the road against a Big Ten opponent, and then last but not least, Devin Ford, one touch in the game and is a fourth down conversion, really gutsy call from Mike Yersich on, on a pass play where Devin Ford sprinting up the right sideline. So everybody made some contributions. We didn't see a ton of growth in the running game. We didn't see any big plays, which is something that Penn State is trying to create. But I think the Purdue defense is probably a little better than people thought. So some credit is deserved on that side. Some growth is required, certainly of the running backs, certainly of the offensive line. And I think an opponent like Ohio probably gives a chance to take a step forward, if anything, to build a little confidence from these running backs and this offensive line that they can get this ball moving on the ground. I think it's imperative if they want to improve on those inconsistencies that showed despite scoring 35 points at Purdue in week one. But a win's a win. Penn State is 1-0. That's what they strive to do every single week. They scored 35 points. The defense delivered. We'll touch on that uh, in a future podcast here. But all in all, I don't think you can complain too much about the way this game went. Uh, Penn State had some things to improve upon. But a win's a win. And here we go. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, be sure to follow along to our daily Penn State podcast from Penn Live. Those can be found anywhere podcasts are. All the other work we do is available at PennLive.com slash Penn State Football. We'll see you next time here on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, 
Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.